This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We have been talking about the next stage of reopening that we're about to hear about. And I would like to welcome Mrs. Sagamir Bonnie Crombie. Hello. Hello. How are you, Libby? Fine. How are you? Well, I'm doing really well, considering. (laughs) Uh, So what we are hearing, what we are speculating, is that the announcement that's going to become later uh, about the next stage of reopening will not include Toronto, Peel, or Windsor, Essex. So what are you hearing from your businesses uh, who may be worried about clients, for instance, for a hairdresser, just going next door to Oakville or wherever to get a haircut and they being disadvantaged? No, for sure, Libby. So let's just talk about whether or not we'll reopen. And I think we we are going to hear that at one o'clock and get the official word and what I know and what I'm seeing is that we're on the backside of the curve heading now down downward trend. We were having 50 new cases daily, then 35, then 25. And so last week's average was about 13 new cases. Yesterday was only six. Mm-hmm. So we are on the downward swing, which is terrific, thank goodness. But we also know that the new cases are in household clusters and in workplace clusters. So the decision has to be one to open or not reopen based in science and in evidence. So if it means we have to wait another week or a few more days, then so be it. Uh, what am I hearing from businesses? They're getting ready. I'm encouraging them to get ready. We're getting ready at the city as well to open our, our pools and our splash pads and the remainder of our park facilities that aren't open now and rest, uh, outdoor restaurants uh, and retail, etc., are getting prepared, and they know it could be as early as Friday, but they also know that we have had higher instances, higher cases of COVID here in Peel uh, than uh, other places in the province. In fact, I think we're about a third of the cases, and we're only 10% of the population. Uh, So they may have to wait another week, but things are going in the right direction, so I'm very optimistic. Uh, Yeah, but again, what about that issue, especially if it's a business like a hairdresser, and they lose their clients who are going to go next door to get their right. haircut and then don't need another one for at least a month, our uh, businesses worried that they are going to be disadvantaged? Well, of course, I suppose they are. I mean, I've been sending the message to buy local Mississauga made support our friends, our neighbors, etc., and their local businesses. And you and I both know we all have our favorite hair and nail salon, and I'm encouraging people to wait and support your local businesses. And uh, if it only means another week, we've waited 14 weeks now, Libby, so another week or a few more days hopefully won't, won't matter too much. Uh, but again, uh, the reality is that a lot of those businesses, if last weekend was any indication, will be disadvantaged. What do you tell those businesses? Well, we have to base our decisions um, on the advice given to us from our medical officer of health and that they don't feel in our region that we're ready just quite yet. 
Um, I know that they take that advice at the Premier's command table, and as disheartening as it will be, I think it would only be a matter of an extra week. I mean, we're in it this far, and and we're all on a campaign of shop online, you know, order takeout, order delivery, uh, go to what we call curbside Main Street retail, but shop local. And I know most of us have ongoing campaigns or are working with the business improvement areas to encourage people to stay local. Um, uh, you know, as much as I need to have my hair and nails done too, I'm certainly going to be waiting until we're open uh, and staying local and not going elsewhere. When when I shopped locally on the weekend, I noticed that there was a scan your receipt and you could win $1,000 or something like that from the BIA. Sure. Sure, you're absolutely right. A lot of them have those little campaigns ongoing to ensure that you do. If you shop local, there are all little contests and competitions with big awards or or, or cash prizes or other prizes. So they've all got their own little uh, campaigns ongoing to encourage people to stay local. And I hope people do. It's so important uh, to ensure that our, our businesses survive. I've seen many for lease signs go up, and I'm extremely worried, extremely worried about our local businesses. What do you think about, people are talking about mandatory mask wearing in businesses and in government buildings. They've done that in Cote St. Luke and in Guelph. Uh, in Cote St. Luke, at least, there is, you know, there's recourse, the, the penalty, the onus is on the business, they can be fined. You know, even though we were told at the beginning of all of this by our medical officers of health, don't bother wearing a mask, there's now evidence that the you know, wearing of masks is is one of the key things to prevent spread. What do you think of that idea, making it mandatory? So many of the businesses have uh, made it mandatory for their staff to wear masks and shields, and I saw that first in a couple of the grocery stores locally, and now a lot of the retailers are doing the same. We've made masks mandatory on transit, except for those people, of course, who are unable to wear them, young children or people with disabilities or respiratory issues, and we're going to have extra masks in case people forget them. So certainly we've seen evidence abroad as well of there are different cultures, different nations that wear masks commonplace. And we both know those countries uh, less so here, but I think people are becoming to wearing masks for their own protection. Now, I don't know who has the authority uh, to insist and whether there would be some sort of fine imposed if you didn't wear a mask and you were told you needed mandatory mask wearing. So I think that may have to come from either... Dr. Williams, uh, Medical Officer of Health in Ontario, or Dr. Teresa Tam from the Canadian Medical Officer of Health. I don't know that we can do that on a local basis. Um, I would think there would have to be some consistency, and I think enforcement would be another issue. And then, of course, there's those people who cannot, or what kind of mask would be a non-surgical mask? Could you wear a scarf, etc.? I mean, people who... We've always said, if you are going to be in an area that you can't safely, physically distance, then wear a mask. So in those offices where your cubicle is very close to someone, then perhaps it would be a good idea. But I I don't know that, I don't think I have the authority. I'm not sure that Dr. Lawrence Lowe, my field medical officer of health, has that authority. I, I tend to believe that that would come from either Tam or Williams. Hmm. Interesting that uh, a, a very small municipality in Quebec does, but uh, and, mm-hmm. and again, they put the onus on the businesses. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. And many of the businesses have taken that up. Certainly many that I have seen. Uh, I know that Longo's did it almost immediately. And, 
NTN or TNT rather, both uh, have imp- uh, have ensured that as well. And in fact, I know that Longos, both in Guelph, and there was a test site here in Mississauga where actually screening people and taking temperatures um, before you were able to shop, before you're able to enter. You are about uh, uh, to enter your budget process starting, I think, on June 24th. Uh, I would imagine that's going to be very tough. Uh, Do you figure that you'll be able to maintain all the services you have now, or are we looking at some serious belt tightening because of all this? Well, we're certainly looking at some serious belt tightening, but the GTA mayors, the big city mayors of Canada, uh, the Ontario um, big city mayors of both groups. Um, we are all continue to speak to our MPs, our MPPs. Uh, we've l- spoken to all the cabinet ministers involved, our ministers of health, ministers of municipal affairs, etc. You know, the federal government has come forward to aid individuals through the CERB. Uh, they've helped small and large businesses, and it's really time that they focus on municipalities. Certainly municipalities are having liquidity issues. Uh, I will be in a $60 million deficit at the end of June, and I'm bleeding $7.5 million a month in my transit. No, that's on a small scale versus Toronto, that I think Toronto is $65 million a week and $20 million in transit. So there are some serious liquidity issues happen. So whereas cities are, will be counted on to lead the recovery, lead the reopenings. Uh, we, you know, we're going to be faced with some very serious cuts to programs and services um, and also our capital budgets. And people have to remember that we have frontline essential workers on our payroll. Uh, so certainly we're paying police, paramedic, firefighters, emergency workers, uh, waste and sanitation. We have long-term care homes, PSWs, etc. So those are critical essential workers all on our payroll. And yet we've deferred all our revenue, all our property tax revenue, um, revenue from our recreation center programs, our community centers, etc. Uh, and we are the only level of government that has actually laid off any staff. In Mississauga's case, it's been over 2,000 people that have been laid off, and we have a hiring freeze, I think, much like everyone else, until this is over with. So, uh, But uh, serious measures will have to be in place. We all, well, not all, but Mississauga certainly has very healthy reserves, but those reserves are restricted. So whether the governments would allow us to borrow from them or use them in this time of pandemic, whether they will assist us with our transit deficits, will they assist us with our essential workers. We're waiting to hear. We certainly have been in open conversations with the Premier and with the Finance Minister um, federally and provincially on these issues, and that has that started many, many weeks ago. And, and so, what is your drop-dead date for it? Because you're not allowed to run a deficit. We're not allowed to. We're all in a deficit position. So we're waiting to hear. Um, there, there isn't that per se drop dead date, but when things start coming back to normal, we in this budget, right now it would mean a 17% tax increase next year wow. in Mississauga. Right. So, or I could close down my transit for eight months to make up that difference. Right. So those are the scale of things we're looking at. So we know that the federal and the provincial government have been speaking about this. We're just waiting to hear which one will come forward to give us assistance on, on the operating side, because I know that we all saw the prime minister advanced our 
gas tax funding. Well, that was money we had already accounted for because it was money we knew we were receiving. And it doesn't help us because it's on the capital side. And those programs are all going to be delayed or deferred or canceled in any case. We're looking at operating revenue. Uh, that, that's where we're short. So if he would have allowed us to apply as operating, then we'd be in business. <laughs> but right now, and it's not the case, and we're, we just continue to speak to them. Uh, and yeah, as you, as you say, in June, as we all begin our budget season, and we're going to have to start taking a look at what can be delayed, canceled, deferred, and uh, uh, what changes we'll need to make. Okay. Mississauga Mayor Bonnie Crombie, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Libby. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Take care. Stay healthy. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.